Hi, everybody. This is Linda Goodling with Physio Psychology. Today, I want to talk about something I wanted to talk for a long time, but um, since there's so much going on in the world, um, I just didn't get to it. Let's put it this way. So today, I want to talk about relationships, and in particular, the one and only relationship which is the most important relationship in any of our lives. Did you guess which one it is? No, it's not the relationship with our parents, which, you know, uh, I admit immediately that this is forming us uh, and uh, influencing us um, on a very big scale. No, it's not. Um, it's also not the relationship with our children or the relationship with our par partners. It's actually the relationship that we have with ourselves. That's the most important relationship. And that's the one that we'll really, really have to look at if we want to change anything in our lives. In order to look at the relationship that we have with ourselves, we have to look at what is shaping the relationship that we have with ourselves. And of course, you know, what is shaping us, first and foremost, are our parents. That starts prenatal. You know, what did your mother, mother experience when she was pregnant with you? Um, what did we hear when we were born? What did we hear, see, and experience? Did we receive love? Were we really loved? Were we loved by our parents? Did they show their love? Did we get enough physical love in the way of, you know, hugging and kissing and cuddling? Because that's really, really important. What um, did we learn when we were really young with our parents? What are their belief systems? How were we raised? And then, you know, very important, the five A's, right? It's acknowledgement, acceptance, approval, attention, and appreciation. Did we all get that from our parents? Did we... Were we acknowledged by them? Did they accept us exactly how we are with all the, you know, things we did when we were young, with all the mistakes we made in their eyes when we were young? Um, do they approve of us? Do they approve of what we do? Did they give us enough attention? And do they and did they appreciate us? Those are really important questions, um, uh, for us to, to, you know, first define, first and foremost, define our relationship with ourselves. Because what we learn from our parents, those are the people we're depending on. Because we, as humans, cannot survive without uh, our parents tending to us, caring for us. Were we cared for? Or did it not matter? Were we heard? Those are all things that are really important. And... Very often, you know, and I'm not saying this is the parents' fault or anything. No, 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 no. It's just how we grew up. A lot of people, um, uh, including me, uh, their upbringing was not as glorious and it was not a great family situation. So if you were not appreciated by your parents, how can you appreciate yourself, right? If you were not accepted by your parents, how can you accept yourself? 
What we do naturally is that whatever, uh, however our parents interacted with us in terms of, you know, accepting us, loving us, appreciating us, is when we are adults, we tend to keep that going. So if we didn't get any appreciation from our parents, we cannot appreciate ourselves. It's just a pattern that was established at some point, and it's going to be repetitive. It's a behavioral pattern, something that we do to ourselves. And if we keep following the pattern, so we're not appreciated by our parents, we don't appreciate ourselves, we will most likely not be appreciated by other people around us because that's what we are sending out, right? If we are not accepted by our parents the way we are and we cannot accept ourselves the way we are, how can other people accept us? I mean, that's a really good question, right? And that's where we have to look at when we talk about relationships. We have to look at the relationship that we have with ourselves. Because the way we treat ourselves is should be the way we want it to be treated by others. But it's not. We want to be appreciated. We want to get attention. We want to be acknowledged by other people. But if we don't do it to ourselves, how can we get it from others, right? I mean, that's a legit question. And we're not only influenced by our parents, but by family dynamics in general. How um, is your relationship with your siblings? Did your parents compare you to your siblings or your siblings to you? What did they do with you? Are you comparing yourself to others? Because we tend to do that. Is there a lot of conflict in the family? Did you, did you grow up with a lot of conflict? Um, are you used to conflict? Do you need conflict? Because that was the thing that you learned. So very often, you know, what we learn in, in, in a very young age is what we accept as normal. So if you grew up with a lot of conflict, you might have a lot of conflict in your life naturally because you create it because that's what you are used to. We are tending, we are very, uh, we humans are tending to repeat situations because we're used to them, not because we necessarily like them, but it's the known. It's better than the unknown very often. So family dynamics play a, a, play a big role. Of course, then later on, you know, of course, the collective influences, what, it, what are collective beliefs? What is, for example, the collective um, ideal of beauty? That influences us a lot. What is the collective belief about being successful? What is the collective belief of being a good person? That has a big influence on in us. And of course, our culture too. You know, there are different cultures in the world and different cultures believe in different things. Uh, religion has influence on us. We always have to help others. We always have to support others. Um, making us a priority is really not something that we should do. That's another belief system. And, and there are so many limitations there. And, and I want to talk a little bit about making yourself a priority. Making yourself a priority has nothing to do 
with being selfish or egotistic. Nothing. There's a, a, I, I see that with my clients a lot, that there is a connection between selfishness and making themselves a priority. And that's completely wrong. And that's really a misinformation and misinterpretation. Because making yourself a priority means that you do things that are good for you. Not anybody else, just for you. And if you do things and if you are good to yourself and nice with yourself and kind with yourself and forgiving with yourself, then you are actually treating yourself like you want to be treated from others. For our own well-being, it's incredibly important to make ourselves a priority. And we're not used to do that. I tell you this. I'm still working on it. I'm not used to make myself a priority. But if you think about it, if you are good, if you are doing good, if you are happy, if you feel good about yourself, you are much more likely be able to support others and help others because you are strong. You have a lot of energy, you know, um, what we tend to do is we're tearing ourselves down. We belittling ourselves because we kind of keep following the pattern that we experienced as children or we experienced from our managers or supervisors or, or spouses, you know, you name it, all the people around us. And we keep doing what they did to us. And there's different reasons why we experience that, right? I mean, it's not all that our parents are bad people or our bosses are bad people. There's a lot of karma involved very often. There are limitations, there are belief systems, there are yeah, constraints, um, uh, there are oaths and vows and promises that we made lifetimes ago. All those things, you know, that we said, okay, we want to experience that. So I'm not saying, you know, the other people are bad and it's, we are the good people. No. But what I'm trying to emphasize here is that what is shaping our relationship with ourselves and this is the most important relationship because what we, the relationship with ourselves is basically what we are sending out in the universe. And as we already established, what we are sending out is what we get back. So if you look at this from a different perspective, you know, your parents probably didn't get a lot of love. And their parents might have not gotten a lot of love and care and, and, and appreciation. So they can only give what they have to you. It doesn't mean they don't love you. It just means maybe they couldn't show it or maybe they had other problems or they had some karma to relive or whatever. And so might, so might everybody else who is in that position that they didn't get a lot of love or appreciation or acceptance from their parents. So this is not new. This is not, this is something that goes on in your, probably in a lot of people's ancestral lines. So uh, again, I want to go back to what we send out, we get back, right? This is our energetic vibration. Our energetic vibration is a summary of who we are. It's all our karmas, all our traumas, all our pain that we experienced over lifetimes, all our belief systems, all our limitations and constraints, 
um, all our all the misinformation, all the influences from the collective, the culture, the religion, um, from our ancestors. You know, genetic information from our ancestors. Um, everything that we think, everything that we get from the outside world. You know, be it from mass media, social media, um, friends, family, whatever we hear in. It all influences us. And the summary of everything is who we are. Who we are defines our relationship with ourselves. And that's the energetic vibration we send out. So if we send out, we experienced a lack of love. And we still do that to ourselves because that's what we normally do. We follow the pattern that our parents at some point established. That's what we send out. We send out we're not having enough love. We're sending out, we're not getting enough appreciation. We're sending out, we're not getting enough attention. Those are the things we're sending out. And as you know, what we send out as an energetic vibration is what we're going to get back. Now, most of what we send out is not conscious. It's subconscious or unconscious. Remember, our thinking can be conscious, subconscious, and unconscious. 5% of all the things that we think is conscious. 95% is sub and unconscious. So those are things that we might not even realize we're doing. And that's very important uh, to understand this concept, to grasp this concept that we send energy out we are often not even aware of. And when it comes to relationship with others, we are not always very honest with ourselves, right? I mean, we use a lot of what, what we call false tools. False tools are we suppress, we deny, we numb, we ignore, we avoid, or we lie to ourselves. We completely shut down or we try to forget. Those are false tools. And those false tools we use a lot because we don't want to look at the situations like they really are. For example, with our family relationships or with our work relationships with our friends or with our, you know, intimate relationships. We very often suppress and deny and avoid and ignore and lie to ourselves. Subconsciously, we know that. Subconsciously, we know if a relationship isn't working. But consciously, we don't want to admit it or we don't want to, you know, see it. Um, and then we find excuses or we say, well, you know, she didn't mean that or he didn't mean that or he was distracted or, you know, whatever kind of excuses we find instead of looking at the situation. And we all do that. It's a very human thing to do. And in doing that, we create a conflict within ourselves because consciously we are excusing specific behavior from others or from ourselves, you know, so to speak. Uh, we're excusing it. We're not taking responsibility or we're not looking at the situation like it really is. No, we make it nicer, like we excuse it. And, but subconsciously, we know that. Subconsciously. There is something nagging, and it says, hey, this is not okay. This is not right, right? And that's the conflict that we have, and, and we all have a lot of those conflicts within us. 
So you can imagine that the relationship that we have with ourselves is really complicated. I want to go back to, to lying to ourselves because we really as humans tend to do that. Now, I'm going to give you an example. For example, I did something so-called wrong or I made a mistake, if we want to judge that way, okay? And whatever I did has negative consequences for me. And also, of course, for the people surrounding me. It always has consequences for them too, in any way. Now, I can handle a situation in, in two ways. One way would be that I accept that I made this mistake, that I own it, that I take responsibility, and, that, and then try to move on. And from this point on, when I own it and I take responsibility, I can actually move on. The other way of handling it is lying to myself and excusing what I did, excusing it with circumstances, events, situations, and people. So blaming basically my surroundings for what I did or kind of, um, you know, saying, well, I did it because of X, Y, Z. If I do that, then I'm actually lying to myself. And what that does, because I still made a mistake, right? Still made a mistake. If you make a mistake, you feel guilty. You are judging yourself. There's no way around it. Everybody does it. It's a very subconscious or even unconscious thing, but we all do that. And if you do that, then what happens is that you create another conflict, right? Because at the moment, so, so subconsciously you know that this was not okay, but you're not ready consciously to own it. There's your conflict right there. But then what it also does, it takes a lot of your energy away because you have to suppress that judgment and that guilt that you permanently face towards what you put on yourself. You have to suppress that and deny it and numb it and avoid it and shut down, okay? Because you can't admit it yet or you can't own it yet. Now, that takes a lot of energy to keep that down there. It really does. And that's another thing that we have to look at ourselves if we you know, if we lie to ourselves, what does that do to us? If we lie to ourselves, can we be honest with others? If we can't be honest with ourselves. And if we can't be honest with others, can others be honest with me or with us? I mean, those are questions that are all stemming from the same thing, my relationship with myself, right? And then um, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, judgment, self-judgment and guilt, because here's what we do. This is very interesting. You know, as an example, if you commit a crime, you go in front of a judge and you will be prosecuted and there's a verdict and you will be judged once, right? Once. And then you receive your punishment and it's over. Well, what we do to ourselves is we judge ourselves, we blame ourselves, we shame ourselves, we guilt ourselves, but we do it more than once. We do it on a constant basis. We are judging ourselves constantly for something. And if we do that, it again 
goes, if we do that more often, it goes into a behavioral pattern. And we are just going to be used to judge ourselves over and over and over and over. And how does that make us feel? That make us feel even smaller, even more, uh, you know, not a good person, even more um, unimportant and, and not worthy and not deserving. And that's what we tend to do to ourselves. So in order to have good relationships in your life, you have to really look, or we all have to really look at the relationship that we have with ourselves. And, you know, um, it's not always the case that if you, for example, had your upbringing wasn't great, that it means that it, you will follow the pattern and will treat your kids the same. Absolutely not. It also doesn't mean that if your upbringing was good, that you have a very good self-confidence self is good or you have a very high self-esteem. It doesn't mean anything because it can be influenced by so many different uh, variables. Like I said before, you know, you might have karma. You might have made an oath sometime in a past life that you want to do, you want to just experience that. You might have uh, trauma. You're not, you might have had uh, loving parents, but there were a lot of belief systems about relationships, which you took on and um, internalized them. And now this is the rule of your life. You know, there are so many different paths and really it's a very individual thing um, to figure out about your relationship with yourself. But like I said, the relationship with yourself really defines all the relationships that you will have in your life on a big scale. From my experience doing the work I do, there is really not no rule of thumb, um, you know, if people have, you know, issues with their relationship with themselves, um, what would be the leading weakness? It can be literally anything. It can start with the parents. It can start with the karma. It can start with a curse. It can be um, uh, belief systems. It can be misinformation. It can be collective influences. It can be personality traits. So it's all, it's, it's really very individual. There is no um, rule of thumb. There is no same um, not two people are the same. What we do, we experience, um, you know, our relationship with ourselves is normally not that great. So we have that in common. But the reasons, the causes, sources and reasons for that relationship not being good, not being loving, uh, can, be, can have so many reasons as we have in the universe. So... Um, there's really no rule of thumb. What I'm trying to do to explain to you is that this is really an important relationship. And we often, you know, look at our relationships that we have. They're not, they're dysfunctional or they're not working. Um, and trying to find out what the problem is and, and anything, trust me on this. This is my experience. Anything that uh, is with relationships somehow, somehow has to do with ourselves. And I experienced it with myself a lot because I work on myself every day. And I experience things that if I uh, look at other things and I see other things, that's always a hint that there's something within me what I have to correct.
So um, this being said, if you have um, issues with relationships in general, uh, my advice is look at your relationship with yourself and pay a little bit more attention. Be a little bit more aware of how you treat yourself. Are you being kind to yourself? Are you being good to yourself? Are you forgiving to yourself? Or are you trying to be so perfect that you can never reach that goal? Look at yourself, how you treat yourself. That is my advice for you. And, of course, you know, if you have any questions, if you want to uh, book a session with me, um, just um, send me an email to uh, lynda.goodling22 at gmail.com. Go to my website, lindagoodling.com, and uh, send me a message or just book a consultation there. All right. Well, Thank you so much for listening and until the next time.